right. It's that time of year when people start to dream of uh, the end of winter. And if you're not dreaming of the end of winter, you're thinking about the fact that you're getting out of Dodge soon. You're heading to, warm, uh, to warmer climates. You're taking a sun holiday. I, I went on mine a little bit earlier this year uh, in January, just after the new year, to Mexico. It was beautiful. I forgot how refreshing it is to go away to an all-inclusive and just let everybody else handle all your needs and just chill. Read a couple of novels. Apparently, there's a story that should, you should be aware of. Um, this caught my eye. CTV was talking about this woman named Janine Montero. Back from home, uh, home from her vacation to Cuba, she went for about a week. And after she got home, she began to get intense headaches behind her eyes, followed shortly after by strange hallucinations. These were the first symptoms and signs of dengue fever. Now, I've heard of dengue fever before because I traveled to Africa and was warned about dengue fever. And you were told the risk was relatively low, but it's not a good disease to get. It could be fatal. And what you need to do is wear light clothing while you're away in Africa and make sure you are using mosquito repellent. Is this something we should be aware of when we're going to the tropics? Because... The, there has been a uh, exploding prevalence of dengue fever in South America and the Caribbean. Several tropical countries are reporting outbreaks and national health emergencies. Here to talk about dengue finger, fever, what you need to know, is our medical expert, Dr. Lucas. Welcome to the show. Hi, how's it going? It's going well. However, ever, uh, the stories about dengue fever, this one woman said she had dengue fever. Uh, it, it, it got progressively worse. There's another story about a woman returning from a wedding in Jamaica where she contracted dengue fever. A week later, she passed away in her mother's arms. I have a friend who survived dengue fever, which he believes he caught in Jamaica. I'm just wondering if you can get into the skinny of exactly what dengue fever is and how we can protect ourselves from it. Well, you've done a great job so far, I think, introducing this topic and and things that can happen. And if we just think of the world right now, everything that's happening, coronavirus, now dengue fever, we have Zika, we have all these different viruses. It's like we're not safe anywhere in this world anymore. But one thing I will tell you about dengue fever is a mosquito-borne disease. And what does that mean? That means mosquitoes are the way to transmit this virus. And what ends up happening is people get typical flu-like symptoms. So they feel the headache, the muscle, the joint pain, the nausea, vomiting, pain behind the eyes. All these things happen, and no one's really associating what's going on. Sometimes you don't even know you've been bitten by a mosquito. And in these areas, in Latin America, in the Caribbean, it's scary that this is now a new almost epidemic. It's booming. We need to be very careful. And the key that I always, always, always mention is that a severe form of dengue fever does exist. And this is usually the second time you get dengue fever, which is even more scary. So this is something that we need to have our attention raised to. Um, And of course, we just think, what more else can there be in this world at this point with all these viruses floating around? Okay, so let me stop you there for a second. So you're telling me, because sometimes you don't notice you've been bitten by a mosquito and, you know, you're in the tropics and you're, you're, you know, having a couple of drinks. So you go down the next year. So you could be walking around with dengue fever. You get over that uh actual occurrence of dengue fever you go back you get bitten by another infected mosquito then you get a stronger form is it is it fatal of dengue fever yeah so i mean this is the one thing of dengue when we think of most infections that we get we naturally associate that our body creates 
um, antibodies and immune reaction that better prepares us for the next time we get infected with that virus or that bacteria or whatever you want to say. In dengue fever's case, that is not the case. If you do get it the first time and you recover and you feel much better, the second time can often be much more severe. And the severe parts that happen is folks get really, 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 really bad abdominal pain. They get persistent vomiting. They start bleeding from their gums or their nose. There's blood in their urine or stool. Whoa. So they get what we call like a hemorrhagic reaction. And yes, this can be fatal and a life-threatening emergency. Yet the incredible thing is it's ha- the dengue fever is... Uh occurring in places that we go to for these all-inclusive sun getaways travel agents in canada are encouraged though not required to warn travelers of the risks of dengue fever that is according to the association of canadian travel agencies what would you say to that i mean look i I think i think people need to have awareness of anything that's happening in this world if you're pregnant and you're traveling somewhere you should be aware of some of the risks of when Zika virus was was very much in the news. Similarly with dengue virus, it's excellent that you're bringing this up. There's going to be Canadians who are listening to this right now who are planning a March break trip. And what can we do? We can only raise awareness. I think they need to know about this. I think they need to prevent mosquito bites and be aware of ways to protect themselves so and others from dengue. short of um canceling your trip because you're probably not going to do that uh, you really want to get away and this winter has been a long winter what are you advising people to do because there's no vaccine available in canada for dengue fever yeah that's an excellent point there's no vaccine in canada in these high risk areas there are vaccines available there although they're not foolproof But what we tell people is they need to protect themselves and their family members from these mosquito bites. So that includes bringing insect repellent, and you want proper insect repellent. What's proper insect repellent? Pardon me? What's proper insect repellent? I I know I'm getting very into the minutia here, but this is the stuff that people need to know. Sure. No, no, that's excellent. We look at something called DEET, D-E-E-T. You want that to be at least 10% in your insect repellent. Um, we always tell people to wear long sleeve shirts and long pants. You want to take steps to control mosquitoes indoors and outdoors. So if you're inside, make sure your screens or your windows or your doors are closed. If you're outside, again, make sure you have the proper clothing on, but you don't want to have water laying around where eggs get dropped off. So just make sure you're being cognizant because mosquitoes lay eggs near water, Mm -hmm. that you're throwing out items that hold water, such as tires, buckets, whatever, toys, pools, flower pots, trash containers. You want to make sure there's no water outside because these mosquitoes are around that area. Those are the typical things we say to just prevent these mosquito bites. Just be aware of it. Yeah, you know, I I was just down at this in Mexico at, at a resort in early January, and I remember reading on the in the TripAdvisor, oh, they fog a lot on the in the resort. They're spraying for mosquitoes all the time, and I found that off putting. In this case, if you're going to somewhere where there is dengue fever, that's not a bad thing, is it? That could be a warning sign to you that they know something that you don't know. So you want to make sure you're protecting yourself. Ah, what an excellent point. And I think that's probably the best way to sum, sum this up is that what they're doing, if they're taking precautions to protect you against mosquitoes, that's reassuring. And that you need to also be educated, also be aware, and make sure you're doing all the right things to prevent this from occurring to you or your family member. And seek help. If you start feeling viral symptoms, I think that's a take-home point for people. Don't just attribute it to, oh, I have a cold or I have a virus that's 
you know, the common virus, the common cold. No, this may be something more serious. Make sure you seek help. Make sure you're aware. And this is excellent that you're promoting this message as well. But Dr. Lucas, do, do, uh, would your GP understand or know about the signs and symptoms of dengue fever? Would they know to look for it if you said I was away in the tropics? Do you think uh, we're educated on that here? I hope so. I mean, I hope so. I think we have fantastic. I want to, I want to encourage people to have confidence in their primary care practitioners and our, our family doctors who do an excellent job. I think they are aware that dengue fever does exist. And again, the more information, the more we talk about this, the more maybe it brings it to light. But yes, absolutely. If you do have these symptoms, you have to tell your, your family doctor where you travel. Mm-hmm. And that's important because sometimes people show up, they don't mention the whole story. So mention the travel, mention your concerns. And there's a blood test for dengue fever. So there is a blood test. That's the only way to really confirm it. What are they looking um, for? Antibodies? I think family doctor. Yes, exactly. You're looking for the you're looking for the for the antibody of uh, dengue fever. I think you bring up a great point because you know a lot of people go into their doctors and expect them to be geniuses because they have a diploma on the wall. And the reality is they're detectives and they can only work with the information that you're supplying, whether it's you know a physical symptom or what you're telling them, the story that that leads up to what led to that. Mm-hmm. No, a, a great point. Yeah, I always encourage folks to to. Give the whole story. Don't hold back. Sometimes we're afraid almost to mention things. Maybe we're afraid of the diagnosis, but we don't want to say everything also. But I think it's very important to mention everything you can. And keep in mind, these family doctors, they're pressed for time, too. They're seeing patients every 10, 15 minutes. So um, sometimes they're doing the best that they can. But it's very important that you help them out with the information that you have. And let's get you better. I think everyone's focus is to get everyone better as a physician. That's what we aim for. That's what we strive for. How do you treat dengue fever? There's no treatment, unfortunately. So um, you uh, so we, you get you you say okay, you're positively confirmed. We've done the blood test. You have dengue fever. What do you do next? Um, well, that's the thing. So it just depends on it depends on your level of uh, symptoms. So, so most of the time, with every virus, what we do is supportive care, and so that includes making sure you don't have fevers, uh, making sure we're giving you. Um, increased fluids, and supportive care in a hospital. If you have that severe form of dengue fever where I told you you may be bleeding a lot from many different organs, what we end up doing there is you're admitted to hospital, you get transfusions for the blood loss that you've lost. Um, But in general, we recommend Tylenol to avoid the fevers, and we recommend hydration, electrolyte replacement, but there's Mm -hmm. nothing we can do. There's no magic uh, pill to reverse this. Well, even more reason to make sure that you are protecting yourself in the first place when you go down to uh, the Caribbean and uh, places in southern, uh, you know, in the southern hemisphere. Thank you very much for your time, Dr. Lucas. It's been a pleasure. My pleasure. Yes, take care. Have a good day. Cheers. Same to you. That is our medical expert here at 640 Toronto, Dr. Lucas, who was talking about dengue fever, which is becoming a big story. I, I can't believe the travel agents do not have to. Uh, warn travelers about the risks of, you know, possibility of contracting dengue fever from mosquitoes. I just want to know that. It's like, what are the odds of people? Because at the end of the day, we want good weather. And as Canadians, we want to get out of Dodge. You'd still probably go away, but you would just be more proactive about your health and safety when you went away, if you were aware of it. And I just think the average person, while they're booking on Expedia or wherever you're booking your trip, sunwing.ca, I couldn't, I couldn't not do it. Um, I think the average person 
should at least know that there's a warning. Like a warning should pop up. This is an area of dengue fever. Uh, you know, protect yourself against mosquito bites. Something. Because we're not going to go on to the travel advisory and the government pay. Are we doing that? Who's Absolutely doing not. That? We're only checking the weather. That's all we're exactly. doing. Nobody goes on there to no check that. that. Not, not unless you're going to the Middle East. Yeah. Right? You're just not checking that out. So I think that should be something that travel agents should be mandated to do. You should, whether you're an online travel agent or a physical travel agent talking to me on the phone or in person, you should have to advise me and warn me of all the risks. It's my life here.